Welcome to The Art of Being a Mum, the podcast where we hear from mothers who are creators and artists, sharing their joys and issues around trying to be a mother and continue to make art. My name's Alison Newman. I'm a singer, songwriter and mother of two boys from regional South Australia. I have a passion for mental wellness and a background in early childhood education. Welcome to the podcast. Today I'm joined by the delightful Rachel Grestwell. Rachel is a visual artist from Melbourne, Victoria and a mum of two. After initially training in painting in New Zealand, Rachel transitioned to drawing and drawing for animation, creating moving image works out of drawings or a series of drawings. She was particularly taken by the technique developed by William Kentridge. In this episode, we deconstruct the concept of mum guilt and what it means to Rachel, how she uses her art practice to record the day-to-day moments of her children's childhood, how she finds the wonder and inspiration in the everyday mundane events of our lives, and the shift that took place in her mindset in relation to how her art and her work and home life could actually coexist and even enhance each other. This episode contains discussion around postnatal anxiety. My guest today is Rachel Gresswell. Thank you so much for coming on, Rachel. It's lovely to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you, Alison. It's my pleasure. Fantastic. So for those who are not familiar with you and your work, could you give us a little bit of a rundown on what kind of art you create, what kind of mediums you work with, that kind of thing? Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm a visual artist and I um, initially trained in painting. Um, but really over the last few years I've worked uh, mainly in drawing and a lot of drawing for animation as well. Yeah, so creating moving image works out of drawings or series of, of drawings and just starting to dabble back into painting now as well. So that's, I guess, an overview of my work. Yeah, how did you initially get into the drawing and the painting? I did a Bachelor of Fine Arts in my late teens and early 20s in in New Zealand. Um, I did that straight after after high school. I had some really great art teachers all through high school and they sort of encouraged me to apply um, and I was accepted. And, yeah, I absolutely loved my undergrad years, four years of just, yeah, having a great time. and. yeah, I've maintained a practice since that period, um, which, yeah, it's, it's quite a long time ago now, I guess, but I've just this year started my MFA, so my Master of Fine Arts at um, the Victorian College of the Arts here in Melbourne. So it's been a long sort of hiatus between study, but um, just really thrilled to be back in that environment again and, yeah, hoping to see you know, what comes out of it and, and what the next stage looks like, I guess. Yeah, sure. So as a, a kid growing up, were you always sort of an arty person? You're always into drawing and things like that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I loved, um, yeah, all of that stuff. I love sewing as well, um, you know, working with textiles, any kind of craft thing. Um, my mum is really creative, so she always, or still, you know, we'll always have loads of projects on the go. So it was definitely 
yeah, all around me and certainly encouraged and, yeah, yeah, definitely from early, early primary school years through, through high school, um, all sorts of, all sorts of different projects, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. I, um, when you said about your animation, I was just completely taken by your animation I saw on your Instagram account. I was just, ah, I was just blown away because my, my son, um, he's he likes to draw and, and create things and I said Alex come and look at this and he was like oh wow that is so cool um yeah can you explain just a little oh, bit you. about that like um I could explain it but I'm I don't speak the same language really yeah sure <laughs> yeah absolutely um there are just so many possibilities with animation moving image and and drawing and you know there's so many tools now that are also available, um, you know, with iPads and stop motion um, animation software and, you know, Apple pencils and things like that. So the, I guess the possibilities are kind of endless, but um, my sort of technique um, is very old school. So that's literally, you know, drawing a frame rubbing it out, redrawing the next one and, and sort of photographing them all in between and then they get laid out on a um, on a timeline and editing software and, you know, it's the shift between, the small shifts between the drawings that create this sense of motion and it's a technique um, really that came to the fore, I guess, through William Kentridge, who's a South African artist. Um, and he's made, you know, huge numbers of films um, dealing with, um, you know, situations of apartheid in South Africa and all sorts of, I guess, geopolitical um, themes. And he's exhibited widely, uh, you know, in Australia a lot. Um, so I've been lucky enough to see a lot of his work in the flesh so is that yeah what got you into that style initially when you discovered his work or how did you sort of get into absolutely it? yeah yeah so I had um a couple of lecturers at um Whitecliffe when when I was doing Whitecliffe College in, in Auckland when I was doing my undergrad who um you know showed his work and a lot um you know we talked a lot about it and yeah it really piqued my interest in I just was captivated, yeah. really captivated by the magic of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just love it. It's like the the images are over, I think, it's, is it a still photo? More recently on Instagram, a different technique, which has been super fun to yeah. discover. So that's, yeah, they're just using an Apple Pencil in Procreate, which is just um, a little program that have got on the iPad. So they're fantastic. So they're, um, yeah, just literally drawing over that that still image, and they're just scenes of my boys playing. Yeah, <laughs> I guess and, you know puddles. things that we've been up to in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. oh, just love it. And it's really funny, actually. I've been finding that making those little animations are kind of almost they're like triggers for memory, I guess. So when I look back at those, I can remember and quite. Um, 
in quite a lot of detail like being with the boys in that situation whether it was you know jumping in the puddle or playing in the backyard with the ladder that type of thing so yeah I have a, a terrible memory but I find when I've invested the time to create you know these these drawings which yeah they do actually take a bit of time and work um but I find like they really cement that event into my memory which yeah. I'm super glad of because you know what it's like with little kids like moments are so fleeting and oh, yeah. and yeah. and anything that can help you to remember these day-to-day -day experiences is is yeah. gold yeah it really yeah. helps you to hold on to those those they seem like maybe um like you said like day-to-day -day experiences but they are so special because that's all those little experiences going to create you know their childhood that's right um, yeah. yeah, and it's it's an incredible way to record them growing up, really. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd be pretty yeah, stoked if nice. I looked back and my mum was doing that sort of stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty special. Yeah. Before you had your children, like you just mentioned how the children are, they come out in your work. Can you talk about where your inspiration has sort of come from? And I'm, I've always been really interested in the, the idea of the everyday. So um, I guess the things that take up our day that aren't necessarily special or memorable, but that they, they take our time, our time is invested in doing these things every day. And I guess um, from after having kids, a lot of that does become very domestic just because you're in the house or around the house so much with them and, and you're doing so much for them. So I guess it's for, for me being interested in the, in the everyday that's sort of channeled my um, attention that way. Um, but I guess, before having kids yeah I was interested in in things around work and around um memory and kind of um family and and those sorts of things it's, it's almost hard to remember in some ways because I guess having kids is such an all-consuming kind of thing and it's such has such a profound effect on your life it's, it, yeah, it's, it's almost hard to remember before that. Um, what I would say, though, at the moment is um, my MFA my, is, is a research program. So uh, the theme of my research or what I'm looking at investigating is more around um, representations of, of faith in contemporary visual arts practice in Australia at, at the moment and I guess looking at how um, that's shifted in recent history in line with Australia becoming a more secular nation. So I guess there's those two points that have influenced my work both before kids and now it's, it's, it's around questions of faith and it's also around the idea of the everyday and certainly how those things are, are connected and how they influence and speak to each other 
So yeah. that's <laughs> a lot of words at you, but um, yeah, that's I guess. Quite well put. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. for example, one of your works I was looking at, it from above it's at a desk. So the person mm-hmm. might be moving the mouse or moving the pen. And it's like, it just makes you stop and think about, like you said, it's, you know, a lot of people might document like a birthday party or, a, you know, something, a big event like. Yeah. Yeah. Like the things that you do over and over and over and over again, you know, it just that when I saw that, I just made me stop and think, go, wow, like that's an incredible thing to, and because you would have had to put so much focus into that to, Mm. draw it that many times and you know I just found that quite incredible yeah 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 and that was a work that was literally about work um and it was about I guess when you know when you're growing up and you think of being an artist or something like that you think yeah you know I'll be an artist that'll be my job (laughs) but it's like no the reality is I'm going to have to have a job like a, a job job to support the arts practice so I guess in that particular work that you're referring to it's yeah it was me grappling with I guess these two parts of my identity or not even identity but the things that I do yeah. <laughs> um, and looking at one through I think I said in the statement looking at one through the lens of the other I'd always seen them as two quite distinct camps in, in some ways, but this was an attempt to kind of reconcile that for myself, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So let's jump on in and chat about your children. So you, you've got a couple of boys. Yeah, two boys. Yeah. Um, they are six and four. So currently at home with us full time oh. <laughs> with, with lockdown. So, yeah. yeah. But no, they're good. They're, um, most kids probably, they're just big energy. <laughs> lots, of, lots of fun, lots of noise. Yeah lots of everything (laughs) before we had kids um I was working full time um and in some ways I found that uh more of a challenge to have an art practice with full-time work in some ways there's something about um the energy that you expend or that I I found I, I needed to have in my job um was just kind of greater than than what it is to be with kids all day in in some ways um yes guess yeah so so there's a I found it hard to come home after a day of work I guess and and sort of reset and do a second shift with that which I I did do but I found it I, I did find it really challenging um, and then when I was pregnant, I naively thought that, yeah, yeah I'm going to not work. <laughs> going to have all this time and it's going to be amazing. And the baby's just going to, you know, sleep quietly in its cot time. <laughs> oh, famous last <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
totally different didn't happen but in some ways I you know even with little babies I still had tiny pockets of time through the day um when Remy our elder son was born I set myself a little challenge of of doing these contour drawings of his first 100 days of of life um and they were just tiny like little a5 um drawings and I've got this really clear memory of um you know sitting beside the bassinet and he had quite a routine 25 minute sleep cycle like the first sleep cycle so I remember like at 20 minutes I'd start rocking the bassinet trying to get him across that gap to the next sleep cycle and I used to do these little contour drawings while I was doing that um and then as they've gotten older I I only work three days a week now so um yeah I guess time's just shifted around a bit but certainly on the days when I'm at home with the boys all day I definitely would have more um energy for that for that night shift on 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 art yeah um yeah it's just everything's different at the moment because of covid and lockdowns yeah like everything's just a giant kind of mess and yeah we're making making the best of it and trying to squeeze in things here and there but there's no real routine at the moment i guess other than work days are work days and yeah every day is a school day <laughs> Oh, gosh. Gosh, I feel for you guys over there. My goodness. Because your children are in your art, do they like to look at themselves in your art? Like, do they get excited to to be a part of it? Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. They love it. Actually, they love looking at it. And I've been surprised even some more abstract things that been able to you know pick each other out. So yes, yeah. No, yeah. they're they're involved. They know that I do it, and you know we often um, paint together or. Not often. We sometimes paint together, I should say. It's not a sort of a stressful activity. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, kind of got to be prepared for things like that, don't you? Get ready to clean up and have, not have the yeah. paint go everywhere. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I work in childcare, so I can understand what you're saying there. <laughs> uh, oh, goodness. Childcare is amazing. Um, I love my job. But get to like it's it's kind of a relief that the kids get to do all that all those types of activities at childcare because oh yeah lets you off the hook a bit. Out. You yeah. got to you got to get it out at childcare. <laughs> yeah, and then you can get changed, and it's fine. You can go home looking like you haven't touched any paint or textures yeah. all day. Right, <laughs> oh, absolutely.
a couple of the big topics I like to chat to my guests about are mum guilt and identity. I guess I can just ask, how, what do you feel about the topic of mum guilt? <laughs> it doesn't really resonate as a term so much with me. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, of course I would have worries about the kids or you know certain things that are going on on with them that yeah you you worry about um I think after I had Remy our first child I had um I had quite bad postnatal anxiety Mm -hmm. um so I definitely would think that I I had a lot of guilt then about certain things and a lot of that was tied into um breastfeeding issues and I had all sorts of things that were misdiagnosed and it you know kind of came to a head and I I, I switched over to bottle feeding so I, I definitely had guilt around those sorts of issues quite early on um and just the classic um you know expectations on yourself that in hindsight are unrealistic and um but you know it's very hard to see that for yourself yeah but I guess now I I think my art practice has always fitted in around the kids um probably and especially until this year when I started doing my master's so I've never I've never felt guilt in a sense that you know, time that I'd be investing in art is being taken away from them because it's always been something that I've done at night or, you know, occasionally might have had a few hours in a day type of thing. Also, I think when I think about the word guilt, it it feels to me like it's something that you would feel after you'd done something that you knew intentionally was wrong or Mm. misguided or, or bad or something like that. Whereas I think being a parent, you're always acting in their best interest you tr- you're trying to do your best even if you know maybe it's not or maybe it's 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 not quite right but yeah so I guess as a term it it's not something that would sit sit with me really and I think if there was something that was bothering me I'd you know be quite quick to talk to Simon my my husband about it and we'd you know thrash it out together type thing yeah yeah it does feel like a label Mm. and it feels like it 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 does a disservice to the very real and deep feelings that you would have towards your child like it feels like it kind of um almost glosses over the the depth of feeling that Mm. or concern that that you have for your child yeah 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 I don't yeah yep it's no (laughs) things are much more complex and detailed and unique Mm. and individual than you know than being able to apply a label like that to it I guess yeah no I love that answer that's a good answer Edge Dwellers Cafe is a fortnightly-ish, long-form interview-based podcast featuring conversations about politics, environment and mental health in a world on edge with Ben Habib. Ben is an international relations researcher, environmental educator, mental health advocate and long-time friend of mine who enjoys having a yarn over a hot coffee. 
The podcast tries to make sense of the different kinds of edges that define us, divide us and shape how we interact with each other in a world that's gone a little bonkers and what it means to be a little different. Check it out at podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So then leading into identity, and I know you did mention it earlier, talking about your work and your art practice. When, when you throw motherhood in the mix, do you feel like that it's important for you to retain that, the part of yourself that isn't the mother? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess like I was saying earlier, I used, uh, I used to think about things being more siloed in these kind of camps. Like I had my art practice and I went to work and um, those two things didn't really in, intersect. But yeah. over the last few years, and maybe it's an impact of having kids, I'm not sure, but um, when I think of all those different types of parts of identity or, or the, the roles and in inverted commas that, that I would have, you know, as, as a mum and as an artist and as a spouse, daughter, everything. I don't, yeah, I, I see myself as being all those things equally and fully. Mm-hmm. I don't see them as parts of a jigsaw even that, that would fit together, but but that I'm all those things. And practically speaking, of course, they have different kind of waiting, um, Mm -hmm. you know, different stages of life or even through the course of a day, like those things fall into a natural kind of balance. But they're all part of an integrated life and I think I've finally got my head around that a bit more and that they don't, they don't have to butt up against each other. It's just all. They can sort of. All everything all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And. Um, but they definitely feed into each other. So mm. if I, you know, had some space and time through the week to um, to focus on my artwork and to be quiet in the studio, then absolutely that reflects in the way that I am with with my kids in the sense that I think I'm you know it helps me to be more present when I am with them I'm not so much thinking about um about art and it it allows me time and space I guess to to really focus on them so I think they yeah I've shifted from thinking that they all these different things take away from each other but that they don't they all support each other and work together like I said as as part of an integrated life so that's been a big shift for me and 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 being able to shift my thinking around that and I think it's helped yeah help me manage my expectations I I guess of of myself yeah I think it just it kind of satisfies that desire I guess to for that part of your life that then enables you to yeah concentrate on on another aspect mm-hmm. and it's that that sounds very kind of cut and dried but I think subconsciously it's it's all those things feeding into each other and and yeah mm. yeah <laughs> that is a wonderful answer no one's ever answered it in quite that way I think that's lovely. <laughs> that is a lovely thing yeah yeah it's really cool 
and especially because yeah you've adjusted your thinking and you've come to this realization I think that's awesome yeah yeah it's (laughs) helping me to be a bit more bit more settled I think yeah yeah and and not always not always feeling like things are taking away from each other I think that's a big thing Mm. things are not at the expense of each other it's just a different balance of time and space in that moment Mm. and then I guess you can feel quite comfortable with whatever you're doing at that time um yeah you like I keep saying it again but you you can actually be quite settled in that moment and not have your mind racing off elsewhere yeah 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 Yeah. I think that's going to help a lot of people actually hearing you say that thank you because that's something a lot of people do struggle with yeah definitely it's and it's not seeing time for art as something that's selfish or um Mm only fulfilling yourself but it has a broader impact out into kids and family life yeah absolutely yeah yeah a lot of people talk about needing that something for themselves so they can feel fulfilled and then that helps them present I hate saying the word best version of themselves but the the version that they want to present to their children or to their spouse or to their work so they they need that something to fill them up so then they can go out in the world and yeah. how they want to be I suppose yeah 100% agree with that and it manifests in all sorts of different things you know for some people it's exercise or cooking or whatever it is that I guess um is is good for the spirit yeah that's it isn't yeah. it yeah absolutely we talk a lot in childcare about having a cup filled up like with the children, yeah. have that emotional cup filled up. And it's so important as adults not to forget that we actually do need that too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Have you got other art mums that have had a similar experience juggling the art and and mothering that you've sort of been out of? Yeah. From? Um, probably not in my immediate network or my immediate friends group, but certainly um, colleagues or other people at art school that you come into contact with. But I think what I've found most valuable is um, just other friends who are, are juggling some sort of balance between being a mother and also um, like we were talking about continuing to invest in those things that um, they feel it fills fills them up um, so you know for, for some it's work completely and it's it's about maintaining that balance between work life and home life and um, you know, for others, it's, I guess, diff- different sorts of hobbies. But um, I guess, yeah, I, there's probably no one specifically with art 
that's that's close to me but I would also listen to a lot of podcasts and things like that not not even so much um to do with being a parent and, and managing an art practice but I guess there's there's so much available. You can you, you can kind of always find something that that helps you in some aspect of of your life. Um, I really enjoyed that episode you had with Rachel Power. Um, yeah. I read her book very early on when after we had Remy, our first son, and that yeah. that was a real game changer for me because I was really struggling with um, postnatal anxiety and. I just lost myself in that book. I just, yeah. I just loved it. Yeah. Um, you know, just I think just realizing, which seems so obvious now, but realizing that, you know, so many people are in the same boat, juggling, oh, dealing with the same issues, and I think having your first child, it's such a shock. Well, I found it such a, a shock to yeah. the system. <laughs> It just completely turned my life upside down and I know it's a, the same for everyone but I think reading that book it it really helped me early on mm. I think yeah yeah a lot of people have, have said that to me that, that it almost it gave them validation that what they're experiencing was actually okay and normal and um you know it was yeah and talking to Rachel was amazing she's such a generous person um she was yeah. lovely to talk to yeah and that's the thing I think even though we know everyone has kids like we know lots of people have children but when it's happening to you you can feel so alone and so confused and lost and it just takes you know in that case absolutely one thing to say yeah. actually this is normal you go oh thank goodness you know it just liberates yeah. you you know because yeah. there's so much information like there is so much information and and to find something that really help, is helpful and really resonates it's that's yeah it's worth the trawling through all the other stuff that you find yourself googling it oh three o'clock in the morning when the baby won't sleep or feed but suddenly you're taking advice from some you know mother in midwest texas or something yeah. like, to, like what am i doing yeah but. absolutely <laughs> oh man So my main focus at the moment is my MFA. Um, I'm doing that part-time, so it's going to be a four-year process, which is great at the moment because, you know, so much time is being consumed with lockdown and homeschooling and just um, being on full-time as a parent. Um, but definitely in the background, I'm chipping away at, at, at work that I'm developing as part of... Um, my my studies um and some working with my I have two supervisors as well who I meet with um you know kind of every three to four weeks to look at things so I'm working on um a new series of drawings which are taking that concept of animation so of 
um, of sort of things moving through time and and um, displaying that kind of or working with that visually, but they're not drawings that are layered on top of each other as they have been previously for making animation. So I guess I'm exploring the possibilities of um, of time, like the passing of time in in drawing without the final outcome being an animation. So they'll stay as a suite of drawings that that'll I think be like the final outcome um, but still dealing with these with the ideas of, of times passing and how to represent that visually in a static 2D form. Yeah, yeah so that's sort of where I am at the moment with 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 my studies and mm -hmm. and as I said earlier um, my research is is looking at representations of, of faith. So I'm, I'm working with um, identifying artists who um, work with those sorts of themes in their work currently, and and also looking at um, sort of work back in into recent history and and looking at how um, questions of faith have have been articulated in in art. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. So yeah, it's almost so, like you're being a bit of an art historian. <laughs> yeah, and drawing threads from that into my own practice as well. Um, you know, things that you you read and and think about, you know, have a way of weaving themselves into your own practice. Mm. Certainly, that's that's been my experience anyway. So yeah. it's quite loose. I don't have um, you know an endpoint in mind at all. It's just starting to flesh out some of these these ideas I guess mm. yeah but it's it's very slow and a lot of it is just going on in in my head because we don't have bandwidth at the moment to you know be spending a lot of time in the studio yeah yeah <laughs> when this damn COVID moves moves on you'll be back in yeah <laughs> yeah If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, please contact me at the link in the bio or send me an email at alisonnewman.net. <laughs>